Welcome to Christianity A to Z. We are on the letter P. We're going to be thinking about the doctrine of providence, God's providence, and uh, what a wonderful comfort, what a wonderful doctrine it is. Uh, I'm Tom Sweetman. I'm here with Ben Reed and Pete Woodcock, pastors at Cornerstone Church in Kingston. As ever, you can go onto our website and look at lots of different resources and sermons and blogs, our YouTube channels and social media channels. You'll find stuff on there as well. And we are going to start. We're looking at providence. So uh, we're going to start with a well, a, a Bible verse, aren't we? A Bible passage. Well, you know, I, a, I'm, not, oh. I'm not going to, actually. <laughs> uh, um, there, I mean, there's lots of Bible verses, and I mm. hope, hope we'll get to, get, get to them. But I think it's quite good to have, um, you know, a formulation of lots of Bible verses and um, to get clear what this word is, because it's not a word that you use every day, and it's not a word that, you know, most people sort of think about. So we're going to the Heidelberg Catechism, which is an old question and answer um, system that was used uh, for people to understand Bible doctrine. And the question is, what do you understand by the providence of God? (laughs) And then this is part of the answer, so it's not all of it, but I love this. It says, the almighty and ever-present power of God by which God upholds as with his hand, heaven and earth and all creatures, and so rules them that leaf and blade, rain and drought, fruitful and lean years, food and drink, health and sickness, prosperity and poverty, all things, in fact, come to us not by chance, but by a fatherly hand. And why I love that is because it really shows us that there is this fatherly, kind nature of God, even in the difficult things in life, and that he is in control of health and sickness, prosperity and poverty, that it's, he's not out of control. So it's slightly uh, different from the sovereignty of God, that God is sovereign ruler of the universe. In one sense, it's a bit more sort of personal, really. He's working things for his glory in our lives uh, and everything has a purpose this isn't a chance thing and i I think it's a very lovely lovely Mm. definition Mm. of providence it is i think that is a really helpful distinction distinction isn't it because you've got the sovereignty of god you know his absolute control over everything and the providence is looking at the purpose for which he orders and does things and uh you know the um for the for the believer uh, that is a wonderful comfort, isn't it? So if you take a passage like Romans 8, you know, when God says all things work together for the good of those who love God, and uh, that good is being conformed into the image of Jesus, that really does mean all things, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. as the catechism says there, you know, leaf and blade, sickness and health, um, for those who belong to Jesus and therefore know God as Father, everything that happens to us um, is working towards god's glory and making us to reflect the image of jesus isn't it so there's a purpose behind everything it's not um yeah it's not an impersonal sovereignty which rules without purpose or you know it's designed to that end isn't it Mm. even the um the root what the root of the word providence has to do um something with providing i would guess it's got the same similar uh, root word which means that, um, yeah, it's not just sovereignty as a concept, but the way God is sovereign ultimately provides for our good in the end. So it's um, not just a sort of cold, impassive force of nature that's working, Mm. like some people might think Mm. um, karma is or 
uh, fate, mm. but actually things are working out to provide for us for our good in the end. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, actually, the root words. <laughs> so no, go on. No, no, I actually don't know what it is. No, 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 no. I think I think it's it's, it's good, uh, but it is it's pro video that okay. comes from. You know, video is an old word, mm. but it's basically he 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 he's made the vis- video. He's made things mm. before they've happened. Right. And uh, and that's what providence is. Mm. So it's not the laws of nature or time or accident or chance, mm-hmm. which is what you're saying. Um, but but he stitches things together to make this beautiful tapestry, mm. um, and he's in control. He's in control mm. pre or pro the video is shown. Mm. Yeah, mm. and the more we get to know God, and uh, the the more comforting that is. So we know from the Bible that God is a God of purity and love and kindness and justice, and that's the sort of person that we want uh, with absolute control isn't it you know it would be a disaster if the person with this authority was was morally corrupt or whatever but because we know what god is like as christians we can rejoice that this is true because all of the world and all of the universe and our lives are in the best possible hands that they could that they could be in and therefore we know that we can trust him we can trust him with our lives and trust him with the future and uh, we know that even in the most you know miserable and hard suffering uh, that God is still good and he loves us. And even in on this side of heaven, if we don't see quite what he was accomplishing with that, mm. you know, we will one day yeah. be able to trace the hand, you know, that worked in our lives. And when we see that, we'll say, praise the Lord, there was no better way to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish than the exact order mm. of things that I went through. Um, and that's a cause for praise, isn't it? And mm. Yeah. I mean, the, the Puritans would talk about a sort of frowning providence, mm. didn't they? Because it it often it often feels those difficult times, like mm. you know, where where is actually God? Mm. But he he is there. Mm. So you know, the illustrations of you know the piece of marble that is taken by um, the um, the uh, 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 statue maker, what are they called? Sculptor, sculptor. You know, he's he's whacking into it and yep. hitting it. It it smashes the marble. It hits it. But he's going to make this beautiful image, mm. and that is what you mm. said in Romans eight is mm. Christ. Or, or the tapestry one is the one I love because, for us, underneath the tapestry, you know, you have all these bits of string and there's colours, knots, and it doesn't look like a picture until mm. you go above and then you mm. see the picture of the tapestry. And all of those illustrations have been used for years and years and years to help mm. uh, Christians understand that God is t- is 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 sewing things together. And mm. sometimes the needle through our life mm. hurts, but it's for making us like Christ. Mm. Mm. And we we'll look back on those chisels that have hit us and the needles that mm. have pierced mm. us, and we will bring glory to God mm. because He is in control. Mm. And if you get rid, the thing is, if you get rid of a providential God, what have you got? You've just got hurt and pain and no purpose and what is. So that's why, you know, in a world that's got rid of God is we're sh- shouting out, I don't want pain. Mm. Uh, I should be allowed to kill myself when I have pain. Mm. Uh, uh, why should, you know, why should I suffer this? I want comfort. Um, and uh, we, we've just lost the ability to live through uh, difficulties and pains and uh, things of this world because we've lost the providences of God and that there is a purpose in all of this stuff. Yeah, and, and quite amazingly, um, God, though he works through these difficulties, isn't coldly sending difficulties our way 
um, just as a sculptor might hit a marble sort of indifferently, but actually he he draws near people who are suffering and 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 him himself will mourn in a mm. sense with those who mourn um and Jesus we know uh, experienced life as a man um and wept when he saw death and things so so God is providentially working but not indifferently yes. or yeah. um mm. but he, he is he he is deeply uh, connected um to, to us mm. yeah which which which, 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 which why that was such a a warm um catechism isn't yeah. it because you know all things in fact come to us not by chance mm. or just a sort of sculptor whacking a piece of mm. thing yeah. uh, mm. but by a fatherly hand yeah, yeah it's sort of lovely isn't yeah it? and yeah. it and it may and as i say it may it may be hard for us with our limited knowledge of things to 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 quite see um what great good the Lord is doing us in each in each and everything, and that's why we trust His character, isn't it? And so, I mean, last night we had to take a splinter out of Caleb, my son's foot, after he was in the bath, and uh, the you bath. know, I, I, I well, mean, was um, a bit of wood in the bath. Yeah, <laughs> no, he didn't, <laughs> didn't get the splinter in the bath. Oh, right. oh. Um, and uh, yeah, Laura had to, you know, hold his feet, hold his feet down because he yeah. was screaming, and I had to get it out with a pair of tweezers and. It was hard for him in that moment to think that we were doing him any good at all. Yes. Um, it, in fact, he would he wanted it to come to an end and would have and was raging against us, and he couldn't see that if we left it, mm. it could become embedded, infected, and it could ruin what he loves, which yes. is walking and running, and yeah. you know. And yet, in that moment, you know, the fatherly and the motherly hands are trying to do him good, even yeah. if he can't see it. And I suppose uh, that's something of what. God does in the difficulties of our lives, isn't it? And um, we may not be able to always see how Mm. something serves the greater good and the greater glory of God, but we know the God of the scriptures Mm. and that's, that's where our confidence is, isn't it? Um, But it is, I think the providence of God is putting God in, into every, so it's it's recognizing God constantly, Mm. which I think we need to, Uh, he's not just a miracle God that's out there and we call in to suddenly come, uh, you know, dial nine nine nine. He comes mm-hmm. and sorts us out. Yeah. He's a god. He's a god that's constantly there. So the trouble is, we we've secularized so much of our thinking. We call them the laws of nature. Mm. Now I understand that God has put laws in and rules in in nature and so forth. Mm. But it suddenly gets rid of God, mm. as if God isn't involved in the growing of the the tree and the growing of the fruit and the uh, the sending of the rain and so forth. Um, and so we, we, we get rid of God from our daily life. And if we're not careful as Christians, we pick up that secular thing. And um, we're living our life, day, sort of, uh, you know, I, I, I think I did a sermon called, Are You a Deist? Mm. Uh, and a deist is someone that has God far away. He's distant. He's created the world, put laws of nature in, and then basically shoved off and allowed mm. it to tick on. Yep. And then it will come back and sort it out what, what, or whatever. You know, yeah. there are different beliefs in deism um but our god isn't like that he's not just far away that we have to sort of go on a minaret and shout to and say mm. over here god can you give us attention or mm. if we pray you know thousands of prayers for many hours then we might suddenly sort of beam out to this god in the distance who come and do the mm-hmm. the miracle for us or sort mm. things out for us he's intimately mm. um passionately involved in the warp and woof as they call it you know the 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 stitching together of this world it's interesting recently when christian erickson 
uh, collapsed on the football pitch yeah. during a Euros match. Um, the, the world suddenly exploded into deist prayers, didn't they? Mm. And it was calling God down to this moment. Um, it is interesting then that occasionally uh, our prayers, so so God in his providence is, is setting things in a certain motion. Mm. Uh, and then we pray and they might go in a different direction, if you see what I mean. So sometimes maybe to demonstrate um to demonstrate his answer to our prayers or i, I don't know it's more of a question really but it, it god's providence is never um fixing all of our problems before we need to ask him for them sometimes mm. things are in motion and we have to ask him to change things mm. and then he does mm. but even that might be he's so providentially that w- providentially yeah. using you so that we yeah. ask yeah him, the, the, it's the ends him. and the means isn't it yeah yeah yeah, I was thinking Christian Eriksen, you know, uh, in God's providence, uh, he could have not have collapsed, but he has and we've prayed and now he's OK. Yeah. So what is that teaching us? Well, it should teach us that we should give him thanks. Yeah. And no one did. Yes. If you noticed. I, yeah. Well, I didn't hear it. anyway. Yeah. Uh, let me just can I just read out some verses? Because I, I think it's we, we need to get the scriptures are just so full of this. So Job 12:10, in his hands is the life of every creature and breath of all mankind. Uh, Acts chapter 17, verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, uh, Hebrews 1, verse 3. It's talking about Christ here, um, upholding the universe by his, by, his pa- by his power. Sorry, upholding the universe by his word of power. Mm-hmm. And upholding is carrying, bearing, not just... Um, act, actively involved in sustaining it. Mm. Colossians 1, verse, verse 17, he is before all things, and in him, that's Christ, all things hold together. Mm. You know, so let's bring God back into it. Let's mm. bring Christ back into mm. our daily life and recognize he's not a far distant mm. God. Mm. And that extends even, I mean, interesting to quote Job, you know, um, God's providence even is over sin and Satan and yeah. evil, isn't it? And yeah. um, I think sometimes it's easy to have a, a sort of dualism where, the, where the, the things that are obviously good, are oh, we know, yeah, God's in control of that. But stuff like sin and suffering, we think, well, that, that must be Satan. Satan's in control of right, that. Yeah. And you end up with a, an Eastern dualism, don't you? But actually, the God of the Bible is so sovereign that in his providence, he even rules over sin and Satan. Um, there's a great line in it from this old, con- another old confession of faith, um, where it says, the almighty power, unsearchable wisdom, and infinite goodness of God so far manifest themselves or are fully expressed in his providence that his determinate counsel or his definite plan extends even to the first fall and all other sinful actions of both men, angels and men. Mm. So he has this this absolute plan and rule and counsel and sovereignty even over sin and evil. Mm. And yet it goes on to say, without either being the author or the approver yeah. Yeah. of these things. Mm. So he's not it wasn't generated in him mm-hmm. the wickedness, because he's not the author of it. And he doesn't stand back and say, Oh, because I'm sovereign, I really like all of that. Yeah. You know, he's not the approver of it. Sure. Um but he, he, he sovereignly works it. And Job is just such a fascinating example of that, isn't it? Because in one sense, and I heard um, one American writer talk, talking about this re- recently, saying in one sense, you know, what, why was Job so afflicted? Uh, well, because Satan, you know, Satan asked and was allowed to afflict Job in various different ways. 
And yet when Job's wife says to him, curse God and die, mm. he says, shall we take good from the hand of the Lord and not evil? So mm. he knows it's all ultimately come from the hand of the Lord, mm. even if the secondary cause was actually Satan afflicting him. Yeah. God was sovereign over it all. So, I mean, that's a mind-boggling thing, isn't it's it? It's mind-boggling. And yet it's so good to know, isn't yeah. it, yes. really? Yeah. It's consistent throughout all of Scripture. I mean, the, the, one of the stories from the Bible I was thinking of in regards to providence is Joseph. Uh, when he gets mm. sort of kidnapped by his yeah. brothers and dumped and left for dead. Um, and the, the moment when he, when the brothers sort of recognize him again in Egypt, uh, he says that he says this to them in um, Genesis chapter 45. He says, don't be distressed. Don't be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. <laughs> so you sold me here, but God sent me here in a sense. And then in verse eight, so then it was not you who sent me here, but God. Um, and just this remarkable interplay of the brothers being responsible yes. for their actions and actually truly, truly deciding to do that. And yet, actually, it was God who sent yeah. me here. Yeah. Um, so again, just like the just like Job, sort of responding to his wife, uh, this bad thing happened via this means, and yet God is the one who is providentially over it. And actually, here we see the providence. He says. Uh, I was sent here to save lives. Mm. So that is God's ultimate intention with this bad thing that happened. He's going to redeem it. Yeah, that's the purpose idea again, isn't it? The purpose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of dignifies, in a sense, um, maybe we'll come on to this, it dignifies the suffering that we go through Mm. because it has a a purpose, um, which, yeah, greater Mm. than just it happening. And and that uh, fantastic illustration in, in the story of Joseph is then shown in the story of jesus yes and so peter stands up at pentecost to preach the first christian sermon in that sense and uh he says um therefore let all israel be assured of this god has made this jesus whom you crucified Mm. so you've got their definite sin Mm -hmm. in crucified like the brothers were sinful in doing what they did to joseph you you crucified um uh, but God has made him both Lord and Messiah. Uh, he's the one. Uh, the, the way that He rescues us is yeah. through your sinful action. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, uh, but He's in control. Yes. Mm. And and He can take an, an, a, a horrible thing that they were doing to the brothers of Joseph. Uh, the jo- to, to Joseph, you know, he was in prison and all that stuff. Mm. And the horrible thing that uh, that people did with Christ on the cross, and He. Yep. you know yep. um puts it together to to make mm. salvation yes <laughs> yeah. okay well let's think about what what do we I'm not sure really what 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 do we lose then if we don't have this doctrine of providence you know or if we don't have this where are we going to go wrong or some of the potential pitfalls i mean i i mean i was thinking about um about prayers uh, our, our prayer lives and how this can affect our prayer lives and how our prayer lives will be you know, uh, will suffer if we don't have this, because I think it's very easy to talk about, um, to use the language of blessing only when things go well in life, Mm -hmm. you know, so thank you for blessing me with this new job or blessing me with this new house or blessing me with a family. And, And the language of blessing is often reserved just for, just for good, you know, the good things that happen to us. But we wouldn't we wouldn't ever say, you know, thank you for the blessing of this illness or mm. the blessing of being made redundant. And there's something very natural about that, because those are the frowning providences and the difficult things. Um, but I think the issue is if we 
if we only reserve blessing language for when we're getting on well in the world, what does what does the brother who's just lost his job think in the prayer meeting or the person who's just got diagnosed with cancer? Are they in some way not being blessed? Mm-hmm. You know, mm. yeah, you know, is the Lord not working in their mm. lives for good? And so I guess it helps us to realize that, you know, the, the Lord's favor and the Lord's goodness to us isn't just when we get on well in the world materially. You know, he's working in everything to bless us, mm. to make us like Christ. Mm. And so there's a sense in which, although we're not, you know, standing up rejoicing, you know, when the cancer comes in, you know, we can still see actually because God loves me and because God's good, he will bless me in the making me like Christ mm. in this. Yeah. And so it helps us just to think about what what is actually God's goodness to us in life, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Other things we, we kind of lose if we don't have this or, or comforts that this gives us or... Well, I think that's what 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 you've said is is a really is a really really major one, isn't it? That uh, yeah, I think you're right. We're not oh, oh great, my mum's died. Wee, yeah, know, I can you know uh, because there's sadness. I mean, Christ yeah. cries, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And you know, Christ's not an unreal human, is it? He? He's mm. not a thing that horrible Jesus floating sort of a couple of inches off the ground, you know, with angels all around his head. Mm. Um, he lived a, a, a life and. Uh, you know, he had the hardships and the joys mm. and the laughter and the and the fun and the the difficulties and the misunderstandings and all of that. Mm. So we've got a God that know that knows all of that. Um, but I think you're right. I think it, we 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 need to um, we need to understand that that God is in control and He's in control for our good, so mm. that all things work together. I think I think. When you're in a traffic jam and you're in a hurry because mm. you've left late, mm. it's very hard to calm down and think of the providences of God. My yeah. wife tries to make me do that, and it yeah. makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, because um, you're, tr- you're sort of letting off steam. But in the end, you have to sort of say, look, God did knew this was going to happen. Mm. That I don't know. I haven't got a clue what good can come out of a traffic jam. Mm. Um, but I sometimes think, do you know what? If I'd been three minutes earlier, I would have been in that accident. Yeah. Um, if I'd been, that's always the that's yeah. always the thing, isn't it? Well, the but that is true, though, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what we like to tell ourselves. Well, as we're stuck in traffic. Yes, exactly. But God's you know, protecting my life here. Yes, <laughs> so be well, grateful yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess you know that it is trying to see that God is intimately it's an outlook, involved isn't in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the other thing is is this deism God that we have, which I've mentioned already. That the idea of the miracle working God. Um, now, of course, God does miracles. Um, but it sort of makes that he's not doing anything when there is no miracle, mm-hmm. and so the provid- So uh, when you when uh, Caleb cuts his finger, mm. and um, and it heals over three days, you know that is in fact Jesus stitching that together, mm. isn't it? Mm. That that's that is the providence of 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 Christ mm. working on his finger. Mm. How we tell that to him, I, you know, I think we ought to talk a bit more like that. Mm. Whereas if you prayed and said, Lord, heal the finger, mm, yeah. um, and it, it suddenly sort of went, 
um, you would praise God, wouldn't you? Yeah. But why aren't we praising God for yeah. the natural yeah. workings of, st- uh, of, this, of, of the great physician yeah. stitching yeah. you together? Yeah. Yeah. If you have the theology in mind that God is providentially uh, in control of everything in your life through the sufferings, then that... W- I mean, in life, it, it depends. Some people would probably suffer more than, more than they are blessed uh, or kind of comfortable, if you see what I mean. But I think for the vast majority of us, we go day to day without cutting our fingers and uh, getting splinters in our toes. And yet we're not as thankful for every breath that we draw. I mean, if God is providentially bringing everything my way, that means he's brought the breath I've just taken Mm. my way. And praise God that he, you know, he wants me here because I've taken a breath. Mm. Um, And yes, I think I think you become way more grateful for the mundane things the cup of coffee i just was able to drink mm. the cereal that i ate this morning the that's pillow so important, that I, isn't it yeah it is so important that mate because otherwise because the reality is you know i don't i can just go to tesco and yeah. get my food yeah you know and tesco becomes like god you yeah. know and when actually with the doctrine of providence there are other I, I will, um, uh, uh, available there are other supermarkets <laughs> yeah. available very good ones you know and but if i if I have the doctrine of the providence of God, I will see the loaf of bread that comes from Tesco and yeah. just think about yeah. the processes that have had to happen yeah. to get that where it is. Sure. You know, the sun that has had to shine, the rain that has had to grow, the seed that has had to be cultivated, mm-hmm. the field that's had to be looked after, the machinery that's had to do, the people who've packed it, got it there, driven it there, then delivered it to my door. There's a whole process of paying for it online. Someone's had to create the software and come up with the technology (laughs) to allow it. There are trillions of processes there that are not just secular cause and effect. You know, um, it's not just that evolutionary mindset, is it, that things just work and you might get something good out the end. Mm. But that God has providentially arranged Mm. every step of that process to bring the loaf of bread to my table. Um, And and what I know you've said before, that that is in some ways, you know, greater than a miracle, isn't it? Well, (laughs) it is. Because it's... If you can put it in those terms. I I mean, in a sense, a miracle is easy for God, isn't it? Yeah. A, a uh, loaf out of out of thin air. Yes, but yeah. compared to trillions of processes yeah, to get yeah. that yes. loaf in and front of you, to get this sinful person that doesn't even believe in him to do that, and then another one who doesn't believe in him to do that, yeah. and yeah. it produces this. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It, it means um, giving thanks at the dinner table is so important, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's obviously something we we do just out of habit, but um, <laughs> sometimes we rush over that moment, don't we? And mm. actually, we ought to actually. Pause be way more intentional about mm. giving thanks for for particular things mm. um yeah but, but you know yeah. we're indoctrinated with the idea that 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 it is all just an accident aren't we mm. and so you watch and i mean it's i, terrible, I, that, I, I really? don't know how it, offensive yeah. this is to yeah. god it, it must be yeah because if i had created something wonderful and i gave it to you and you started talking about uh you know, uh, this was an accident, this cake that uh, Peter's made. Mm. He hasn't made it. No one's made it. Mm. It's, it's just an accident. And the, the the cream happened to get into the middle of it. And mm. it's so flipping offensive. Mm. Um, if you go to an art gallery and, I mean, you can say it with some modern art. That was an explosion <laughs> in yeah. a paint factory. But, you know, a lot of artists wouldn't like that. Yeah. Um, Pollock might, but uh, <laughs> Jackson Pollock might. But, yeah. um, you know, others have put a lot of skill and, and stuff. And, you know, there, there's just no thanks to God, is there, no. in these nature programs? No. Well, almost the opposite. People people say, God, thanks for nothing. 
Yeah. You know, I had to get myself out of that. Yeah. Um, there's a Simpsons episode. I think I've said this before on one of these, but Bart, Bart's at the dinner table. Um, and he says, well, we paid for all this stuff anyway, so thanks for nothing, God. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's like, Brilliant. and yeah. everyone's shocked. Yeah, but, but that's, it's funny, isn't it? Because it teaches the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. That's the great thing about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you go um, so wrong. And no, I, it doesn't mean to say we don't pray for, uh, because partly of God's providence, is, as we've already seen, is using our prayers, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And so we don't sit back and do nothing then. This yeah. doesn't mean to no. say, okay, well... Uh, God also pilot will sort it out mm -hmm. because we are to get up and yeah. to serve God and to love God and to ask God for help, mm. and that's His providence in our yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. It? And and therefore, this, you know, you you cannot. I mean, it it allows us to um, take on risk and cost in the name of evangelism, doesn't it? Um, so I was reading this. I was reading just this book just this morning about. I can't remember the details now, but it was Adoniram Judson, the missionary yeah. used to, used to be. Um, uh, Burma is now Myanmar there and uh, he, he I think he married a lady called Anne and uh, there's a letter that he wrote to Anne's father I think before they embarked and, and, and the letter says something like you know if you say yes and let her marry me uh, you, um, you know where we go it is very it is likely that she will suffer uh, that which she may well be coming to a violent death with me and we are going to a climate which is not good for disease it's all this language mm. you know saying to her about his daughter yeah. you know if you and he says yeah he says yes but you can only do that if you believe in the providence of god yes, can't you yes. you can you can't risk that you can't pay that price or mm. in take that cost if you don't believe that god is going to build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and that Jesus will stand victorious in the end and he will use your efforts for the gospel. If you don't have that and you're slightly throwing the dice, mm. who would do that? Yes. It's yes. ridiculous, isn't it? To, yes. to even put yourself in the path um, yeah. if you don't have the doctrine of providence. So, Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's worth uh, thinking about then. So in this pandemic thing that we're in, I, I just wonder, you know, uh, certainly as a Christian, you... you you know God is in control of this world. Mm. And so this this pandemic we're saying, according to the scriptures, is not just a thing that's happened mm. by chance or accident uh, and or there's some evolutionary sort of glitch or something yeah. uh, that's happened. Th this God knew this was going to happen, not only knew it, has actually sent this. Mm. And so this is this is where, you know, if we were wiser, we would say, what is God saying in all of this? Mm. We might ask the question, what is the providences of God? What, what, what is he saying? Um, and, of course, in our secular world, we, haven't, we don't have God, and so no one knows what's going on, and they're scared. Mm. People are scared to go out. Um, uh, the opposite to Judson, mm. really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think for us as well, I, I just suppose that, you know, in church life uh, and, and, the, and the life we lead as Christians, you know, it helps us, doesn't it, when there are disappointments, really. And, you know, when those, you know, when those we love seem to turn away from the Lord and uh, when, when things look hard and they aren't growing and we wonder whether anything we do is working, it's providence that we can lean back on, isn't it? And say, look, God is going to grow his kingdom through his word, through his church. I've just got to be faithful in what I'm doing to be as creative and energetic as I can, but mm. to trust the Lord and to know that his kingdom doesn't stop with me. Yeah. You know, it didn't start with me. It's not going to stop with me. It'll be here long after I'm gone. And 
we can play our part and trust him. Whereas if we don't have this doctrine, it, beca- it the weight comes on our shoulders, doesn't it, for everything. You know, it's suddenly everything is a crisis and uh, it's threatening to undo us. Yeah. But, you know, mm. God is sovereign. And if he wants to close the door, he'll close the door. If he wants to bless us and grow us to 10,000, he'll do it. And that's fine. We can yeah. just be faithful and leave it to him, can't we? The um, sorry, I, I should have read this out a little bit earlier, but the the Heidelberg Catechism goes on at, mm. under the Providence. These are great things, aren't yeah. they? These catechisms, yeah. and it asks the question: How does the knowledge of God? How does the not? How does the knowledge of God's creation and providence help us? And the answer is: We can be patient when things go against us, thankful when things go well, and for the future we can have good confidence in our faithful God and Father that nothing in creation will separate us from his love. Mm. For all creatures are so completely in God's hand that without his will, they can never move nor be moved. Mm. Now, I think what I liked about that phrase, because I think this brings the reality of something Mm. we were sort of grappling with earlier. We could be thankful, uh, sorry, uh, we could be patient when things go against us and we can be thankful when things go well. Yeah. And I think um, he's not saying you can't be thankful when things go against you, but mm. there's a more, there's a reality there, isn't there? That mm. we can say, okay, this doesn't feel like it's good. This isn't good, mm. but I can patiently wait for an outcome that will be good. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then thankful when things are going well. So I think that's quite a nice uh, thing in mm. the reality of it's work brilliant. Providence, yeah, isn't it's it? very yeah. pastoral, isn't it? It's helpful. Yeah, good. All right, lots of stuff there. Thank you very much, um, brothers, and uh, hope that was helpful for you. And uh, as ever, if you want to get in touch with us, to let us know what you think. Um, if you've got any questions, we'd be happy to happy to try to engage with some of those. Um, so do join us next week. We're going to be looking at uh, Q. Uh, Q. Is that right? <laughs> yep. PQ. Yeah. Uh, quench, what are we doing for quench that? Quench the spirit. Quench. Quench the spirit. We're going to have a think about what that biblical uh, warning is, isn't it? Really, don't quench the spirit. So uh, do tune in for that. And um, as ever, website, YouTube, social media channels for lots of other resources. And uh, yeah, do tune in next week.